welcome to a new episode of the Gravescast. You are back here with me, uh, Nick Graves. And man, it's been a while. Happy October, guys. Uh, I think the last time posted an episode was about a month ago. Uh, I guess, really, I should start by saying that it's been quite a busy time for me. Uh, I got a new job. I've been working as a teaching assistant for my university, and that has taken up a lot of my time. That's uh, pretty much an eight-hour-a-day job, plus I got classes on the side, a second job doing COVID screening, and then obviously just need a little bit of relaxing time. So it's been hard to uh, go around and schedule podcasts, but you know what? I think, uh, well, first of all, I've got one in store right now. The audio is a little messed up on it, so that's why I've been holding out on it, waiting to uh, <laughs> edit it, but should be a good one. And then I should be doing something with Prattley uh, for Halloween towards the end of the month, so stay tuned for that. Anyways, happy October, guys. Now's the uh, time for Halloween cheer, and honestly, it's my favorite time of year. For most people, they you know love the Christmas times, they love... You know, Santa Claus, they love, you know, going up by the warm fire, watching, you know, Christmas movies and all that. And you know what? That has never been my thing. Christmas movies, uh, well, Christmas time in general, just, I don't know. Uh, As a kid, I was never huge on gifts. So receiving gifts, giving gifts wasn't really my thing. Obviously, you enjoy giving gifts a little more. But honestly, you know, being a horror fan and all, Halloween's kind of my time. (laughs) My time to shine more so. I really get too hyped over my birthday either, so this is quite potentially, I guess, my favorite month of the year. So, yeah, no, looking forward to that. I don't know about celebrating a whole month, but, you know, there's quite a few things that are coming out I'm looking forward to. Got, like, The Sinner Season 4, which is a nice detective series. Got uh, the new Halloween Kills, which will be fun. Uh, <laughs> still don't know why they started a new trilogy, but feel like we uh, got to watch it after... Halloween Resurrection came out and that kind of flopped. <laughs> Buster Rhymes taking down Michael Myers. God damn. And then I guess on top of that, we got uh, my personal favorite for the month is uh, Chucky's coming out. So that'll be a new TV series coming out, uh, taking place after the cult of Chucky and going into a little more of the origin story, uh, discussing kind of a little more of the backstory as well, just going into Andy's life and stuff like that. So really looking forward to that and my god like september was super hot so it didn't feel like summer was over felt like you know you could still go to the cottage you could still go kayaking and everything but now the days are getting darker the weather's getting colder it's definitely changing and if you're from canada like i am you know that (laughs) we get about probably a good like month and a half of fall uh probably towards the middle of October, maybe end of October, and then definitely in uh, November, we start getting snow. And then snow lasts for a good like six months. We go from like October to bloody March. So (laughs) you got to really enjoy fall when uh, it's kicking in. So, but yeah, no, looking forward to October. And outside of that, I just, I went through a bout of pancreatitis. Never thought I'd get hit by that, so it's been about a week of uh, chicken broth, water, and apple juice, which, honestly, it's been nice not having to uh, eat food, but at the same time, it sucks, man. <laughs> I just had a chance to eat 
just literally plain rice, uh, I guess rice and chicken broth today and a little bit dry toast. And my God, like we love all the fucking McDonald's. We love the slushies. We love ice cream and all that shit. Like honestly, after not eating for a week, the bloody plain toast tastes so good. Literally like the best thing I've ever eaten before. So honestly, if you guys don't like your Brussels sprouts or anything like that, I'd sit there and, you know, just fucking drink water and broth for a week and you will have a newfound appreciation for that. Figure it'll probably be a while before I get to the back to the junk food, but I don't know. Maybe it could start a uh, whole new healthy kickoff. I'm sure I'm not the only... Well, I, I, I have worked off the uh, quarantine weight. Definitely gained a bit of that, but I'm sure the rest of you guys might have gained a bit too. So, hey, might be worth it to uh, go back down to the basics. Go fruits, vegetables, meats, and all that stuff. Have a good old typical dinner of, what, steak, <laughs> potatoes, and I don't know, Brussels sprouts, something like that. Probably work well for people. I did want to talk a bit about summer because, man, like, despite being a little lazy at the podcast, I did still have a couple of things in mind that I really want to talk about. And so one of the biggest things, it's just a few experiences I had over the summer. So, I mean, first one, probably not the most notable. I'm sure most people have dealt with it, but went to a drive-in for the first time. And man, I gotta say, it's a special feeling. Um... I mean, obviously, I, I don't think there's any drive-ins that really run in the winter. At least ours in our area doesn't. So, more of a summertime special. But yeah, no, we went. In, I went with a few buddies. hadn't seen them in honestly a few years. Uh, COVID really hit hard in that department, and we just went and saw Free Guy. So we had about eight of us in the fucking back of a pickup truck, blankets all around, all uh, hunched up, <laughs> saving a bit of warmth, and it was a fun ass movie. Kept snacks underneath. I mean, you know, you can't bring snacks into a movie theater or you can't bring snacks into a drive-in. So just kept under the blankets and was pretty good to go. And you know what, free guy, fun little movie. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, I believe it is. I think I've seen him in like Detective Pikachu or something like that and probably another couple of movies that I just can't remember right now. I don't know, he's got a certain charm to him. I mean, you know, guys, I don't know, charismatic, moderately. I mean, it's kind of like the... I guess the nerdy vibe, at least in that movie, right? So, no, it was fantastic. And honestly, if you guys get a chance to see it, I wouldn't say it's like movie of the year or anything, but it's a good way to spend an hour and a half, two hours, whatever floats your boat, right? I mean, we tried to uh, <laughs> tried to stay for Fast and Furious 9. It was afterwards, and my God, there was no way we were staying for that. I haven't seen the movie myself, but apparently it goes super ridiculous, like fucking fast and furious and space and all that shit you know what i don't know if i even believe it but the amount of things that we've seen from like the you know the little beginnings of fast and furious one pretty tame or whatever and then going all the way to nine like they have just gone completely apeshit it's like riverdale man so i mean you know what Eh, we'll see how it goes but (laughs) definitely glad we didn't stay for that weird thing was that night we, the guy's bathroom line was fucking ridiculous like you go into the you you go to any other place and the girl's bathroom is always lined up to the end you you have like a two-hour wait time you'd be better trying to get <laughs> your driver's license renewed at the dmv or go for your driver's test like fuck that fucking sucks but i mean for us like that night roll was reversed blue moon i guess so <laughs> took a good like half an hour to get in there man it's rough 
I, I've never seen that before, and honestly, I don't know if we'll even ever see it again. <laughs> and then actually the same day, we ended up going down to the uh, casino. It was at one of the uh, local horse racing tracks, and I was actually pretty excited. Uh, always been a little fan of blackjack and poker, and you know what? I'm no pro player. I've known a couple of pro players, and I've obviously heard of a few. Obviously, you have fucking PokerStars.com that keeps getting advertised to me, but... You know, I was excited for that to go in and see what I could do, but yeah, we went in there and I don't know, it's just slot machines. And you know what, it's kind of cool, you had a diff- few different themes, you had kind of like a Chinese New Year theme to some of them, you had um, Monopoly theme, what else did you have, just your standard kind of Lucky Sevens theme, uh, kind of a fishing theme and all that stuff, and you know, I... I you know, I got a slot machine at a garage sale years ago for like 40 bucks. And you know what? It wasn't a real one. It was one of the more knockoff ones, but it, it really worked for what it was. Yeah, we got a few like, I think it was Dave and Buster's tokens. And we used to use those. And then it all pop out once you got like a jackpot or something. So it wasn't like it dispensed it one by one or any of that shit. But it was fun. Good addition to the basement. And honestly, that pretty much quelled my cravings for any types of slot machines. So when I got there, me and my buddies there, I mean, I threw down $40. Well, I said that was my limit for the day. And then played a few, well, played a bunch of slot machines. Went for the lower ones. So it was more like, say probably like five cents a bet or even up to like 50 cents a bet, whatever works. I don't know why they have them that low. Probably because they think people just keep going until they win, right? But everyone knows if you've seen someone on a slot machine and they haven't won, then that's your cue to, you know, go over after they've left. (laughs) I actually pulled down one of my friends and won a few bucks off of that. But I mean, either way, I ended up playing for a little while and gosh, some of the, some of the slot machines you don't even understand, man. Like I I put, I thought I was putting like 10 cents down. Machine took fucking $10 from me. (laughs) Honestly, like given the little amount of money I want to spend there, I did not want to go up to ten bucks. So, eh, it is what it is. I end up going down, I think twenty seven bucks, and then it was we just we planned on going the driving later. So, it was the type of thing where I was like, okay, am I gonna spend this thirteen dollars and you know like blow it down the tubes, or should I just save it for the drive in? So, ended up saving it, and that's what we went with. But. uh yeah, my buddies, they went down like 60 bucks, I think. My buddy Aiden, actually, <laughs> he, he was the big winner of the day. He went down probably about 10 bucks and then brought it back by 30. Probably the biggest jackpot any of us had gotten. And he just, he didn't stop, man. He uh, he, he had that sixty down $60 in his mind, and he stuck with that. So he dropped quite a bit. He went down to his last 20. We were saying, hey, man, you know what? We're all done. You should probably get out of here too. And he's like, nope, gonna keep going, gonna keep going. And bam, $20 gone in like a second. So overall, it's a fun experience. I mean, hell, 22, first time went to the casino. So good time overall. But honestly, would I go back to a slot machine only casino? Probably not, man. I'd rather uh, save my bets for like playing pool or I guess uh, bend on like sports matches. Uh, in my case, esports matches. <laughs> I'm not much of a sports guy, but 
I prefer a bit on stuff that I have a little more of a personal attachment to than the fucking uh, Metal Lucky 7s, right? Although, honestly, if I had the opportunity to go to an actual casino with blackjack and poker, that'd be a whole different ballgame. I think I'd definitely spend, you know, 50, 100 bucks there. Could be definitely fun for the experience. And, I mean, we actually went to the cottage this summer, too, and we played some uh, Texas Hold'em there, so that was a lot of fun. And, actually, the cottage was... We went to a nice little place, uh, well, I can't actually remember the name, but nice little cottage. We we thought that we wouldn't even find a cottage because, you know, with COVID and everything, like, all the cottages are getting fucking booked up. And if you're trying to find a place, like, in, uh, not, if you're trying to find a place, like, to rent, even in, like, university towns, that's becoming even more difficult as well. So it's, yeah, it's really rough. And we end up just by the skin of our teeth. We thought we'd go up to somewhere like Wasega Beach, get a party for the weekend. It would come out to like, fuck, like a hundred bucks a night each. And so, yeah, no, wasn't, wasn't looking forward to that. But then we found a place that had just opened up and had roughly enough beds. We still needed one person to get an air mattress, but the rest of us was uh, definitely fine there. And it ended up coming down to, I think, like 80 bucks a night or even like, might have been like 130 for like two nights or something. So uh, between the six of us, right? So it was phenomenal. I was <laughs> very happy with that because, you know what, as much as I love the cottage scene, I'm not willing to pay like, you know, $400 per night or $400 just for the, you know, rent of the cottage. I mean, you know, if you're going $400 all-inclusive, you know, you toss in gas, you toss, you toss in, like, I don't know, food, whatever you spend down there and stuff like that, that's all right, man. But, you know what, like $400 just right off the bat, that's a lot of money. So <laughs> that is not for me. And then we had a little bit of an adventure going up to the cottage because I went with uh, Oz, who... You'll get a chance to meet, assuming that audio for the podcast works. It's actually a uh, tricast between me, Oz, and uh, Wahlberg, so be on the lookout for that. That's a fun one for sure. It's actually our first uh, in-person Gravescast, so definitely something to look forward to. Then, yeah, so he basically picked me up. We uh, went down, got to wear my uh, Cotty hat for the first time in four years. Looks a little bit like an Indiana Jones hat, a little bit like a straw hat, just... I wore, I, I wore it once when we went to the cottage, like right after uh, graduation for high school and never wore it since. So that was the first perfect time to break it back out. And then basically, yeah, so we were going up. We weren't really having any issues. We were jamming out to some tunes. We actually stopped off at a couple of antique stores. Saw like some wild turkey merchandise, some wicked fucking swords. And it, it was fun. I mean... Antique shops nowadays are a little more of a hit and miss. I used to uh, head out to quite a few of those, plus like garage sales and stuff like that, to look for retro video games. But, I mean, everyone knows what they have now, man. Uh, <laughs> you used to be able to go find like maybe a Game Boy lot for like 10 bucks, and then if you were lucky, you could flip it for like 50 or something. So that was always a fun thing to do back in high school. And then obviously keep whatever I enjoy so it's not too fruitless or too capitalist of an endeavor but yeah I mean with eBay and all that even if you go to like a Goodwill or if you go to like a Salvation Army 
they'll take all the good stuff and auction it online. And I mean, like, obviously then you got video game resellers like trying to rip you off on that place. And if they don't auction it off online, they're putting it for eBay prices in store. Like, I, I haven't seen them myself, but I've seen eBay, or not eBay photos, but I've seen photos from other, uh, I guess, video game collectors where it's like they got a rare game and probably goes for like $300 on eBay and they've got it for like 350 in a fucking Goodwill or Salvation Army. I mean, on one hand, you can't really, you know, fault them. It is for a good cause. It's for charity, right? But on the other hand, it's like you kind of go there to get deals, right? And I mean, like, low affordable stuff so the fact that you know they're charging that much for that type of stuff it's a little over the top in my opinion so i mean it's been it's been my first time going to antique stores in a little bit and you know what it's been nice after covid and all that so that was a fun little stop but yeah we were about like an hour away from the cottage and as we're uh coming away like we just start hearing like putt 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 of the car and we're thinking, like, what's going on? Like, is is this something, like, is something broken? And I think there might have been, like, a check engine light on or something. So I, I look at Oz, and he's like, yeah, you know, we'll keep going. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So kept going for a bit. And then probably about maybe, like, 10 minutes later, we see it start sputtering. And, yeah, so, I mean... It's, uh, <laughs> we started to think like, there's no, there's no way we can, uh, keep going like this. Like we, we don't want to get, we were on the highway at the time. So we really don't want to get caught by that. So we basically pulled off to the side of the road. It was hard. I think what I was just saying was he was putting the foot on the pedal and it wasn't even really going that far. Like he'd be putting on the speed for like 50 and it'd be going 20. So we basically just turned around, went to the last gas station and didn't know what was up uh <laughs> when we got to the gas station i actually got a call from my dad because oz uh, picked me up at home and he said to me like hey you know what what the fuck is going on like you know we got fucking gasoline all over the uh like or an oil all over the driveway which you know what to this day like you know two months later still not gone so kind of sucks but yeah either way it yeah, it's something that had been happening since then. We didn't know at the time. We were confused, uh, made a bunch of phone calls, and it ended up being that we had to get a tow truck. So it was probably about 4.30 by the time we stopped off. We were supposed to get up to the cottage around 5.30, you know, start enjoying ourselves. Actually, back at the antique store, you know, not much of a drinker like the other guys, so I don't really partake in that, especially not anymore, but... You know, I do. If you've seen How I Met Your Mother, I my, my thing is sandwiches. You know, I really enjoy eating a couple sandwiches, just, you know, feeling a little mellow, enjoying the tunes and all that. So I figured it'd take a couple minutes for, or rather a couple of hours for, you know, the sandwiches to hit my stomach. So, you know, I took a couple and then thought, eh, what the hell, we'll be there an hour. Sandwiches will, you know, satiate me, hit the belly or whatever, and then we'll be good to go. But uh, yeah, so we got stopped off. And I think we ended up waiting for about four fucking hours. <laughs> we, the biggest, the biggest problem with that we found was, so I had a bunch of food for the weekend and I was dealing with a little bit of acid reflux type stuff. So 
I need to cook my own food. I need to bring it in and I need to make sure that, you know what, I'm not dealing with any like highly fatty food or anything like that. So cooked up some nice chicken, cooked up some nice potatoes, uh, did some breaded tofu. Like it was some tasty stuff actually. Um, lots of herbs and seasonings like chives, oregano, what else do I have on there? A bit of basil, um, some parsley. If you guys don't cook with herbs, I gotta say, you're missing out. It's actually uh, not too bad. I wasn't much of an herb guy before that, but after that, you know, chives, love them. Parsley, amazing. Oregano and basil could go or take, but they uh, definitely go good on potatoes, so. Can't beat that. And then so, Basically, I brought all that up, and we just had a couple ice packs. We didn't even have a bag of ice, so I go in the I go in the gas station, and I'm thinking to myself, ah, well, you know, buy a bag of ice, whatever. And so I go and ask for ice, and holy shit, man, they're out of ice. And so I'm sitting there, like we're waiting there for an hour. I'm thinking, okay, you know, this tow truck's gonna come, we can get the ice, and then we can go back. Like we're gonna be fine. And then I find out that the tow truck's not gonna be there for two hours. So I'm thinking to myself, like, what am I going to do? I really don't want to sit there and spend like 40 bucks on food and then have to cook it at the cottage while we're just trying to enjoy ourselves and shoot the shit, right? So I basically asked the gas station attendant, it's like, hey, you know, like, they, is there any other gas station around here? Like, where do I get the ice? And <laughs> basically she said, yeah, you know, a few, like, I think it was like two or three kilometers down the road, there was another gas station that apparently had ice, so gave them a ring and turned out they had it and I had some time so said to Oz well I'll see you in a day or two and <laughs> basically made the trek out a little difficult because you know in our little hometown here it's not like we're trekking across highways it's just on the sidewalks and for this it was we were going across the highway cars speeding by at 80 90 100 miles an hour and or not miles holy crap that'd be a lot just 80 90 100 kilometers an hour and so I was going up fucking probably about 30 degrees out, 35 the humidity, like just boiling. I didn't, br <laughs> stupidly enough, I didn't bring my headphones, I didn't put on sunscreen, I didn't bring water or anything. So I was making the trek out, and of course, you know, as luck would be it, the sandwiches start to kick in. <laughs> so here I am, and I'm feeling a little mellow, feeling a little tired, you know. When I have a nice carby meal like pasta, you know, I start to feel a little disoriented. So as I was like walking down the highway there, the cars were like speeding by like frame by frame, man. And so like, yeah, it was, I realized I had to cross the road at some point, like a couple of times and I was not looking forward to it. It was like, Jesus, how am I going to make it through this? Like I'm going to die up here. <laughs> so I make the trek. We end up making it close to the gas station. Oh, God, I was sweating so much. End up crossing the street, thankfully. There's a couple nice cars to stop by and just made, like, stop so that I could get across. I feel like if I had to run across, then I'd be a roadkill. Never would have made it to the cottage. Never would have been here with you guys. So we end up, I end up getting the ice. Stupidly, I got two eggs, I guess. And, you know, given the hand problems, it was a fucking trek back. <laughs> I... Like it was kicking in even more and more. My hands were getting sore. The sun was bright. And I mean, the pressure was looming. For all I knew, like the tow truck had already come and I had missed it because I think it was 
they I, I think I got a call or something where tow truck was coming a bit early or either way like it was it was coming like within probably about half an hour at that point so I was a little worried I couldn't get back so ended up making the trek about halfway through see this dude on ATV shirtless dude just I think mowing the lawn or some shit or just going up and down the street Honestly tempted to pay him five bucks to just <laughs> fucking take me back to the gas station, but no, nah, didn't go with it. Gets a little bit shy that day. Although, you know what? On my bucket list, I definitely would love to hitchhike someday. I know that, you know, like triples my, you know, rate of death, or maybe I might get sold into slavery. I mean, you know what, man? If I get sold into slavery, I wouldn't do them too much. <laughs> I got too many health problems for that. They'd have to buy me eye drops, fucking prescription uh eye drops too have to make sure my hands are okay like you know i'd be a fucking diva if i ended up becoming a slave so good luck on them but either way hitchhiking would definitely be fun and i mean if i ever go down back to the east coast i think that's probably the best place to do it nice little country people down there i don't know about alberta alberta might be an option but who knows but yeah ended up making it back to the gas station I am disoriented, hot, needing some water, but I brought the ice back and ended up saving my food. So it was a good fucking day. <laughs> and you know what? As much as it sucked, I mean, it was boring as hell. Oz had already gone and smoked a J2 to basically live down the issue of the car. And then we ended up getting picked up by Wahlberg and a couple of the other cottage uh, friends there and then we uh basically went to the cottage and had a good fucking weekend uh it fucking sucked because we found out for the car uh it turned out the engine was completely broken like i i'm not too quite sure about the specifications but when we got down to the tow truck place like they had to take us to a random uh auto shop that wasn't even open till monday they said it was pretty much a dead engine so Oh, I was rightfully was a little pissed, and the rest of us were like, yeah, <laughs> nothing else could have happened, man. It felt like it could have been like a Harold and Kumar adventure if we didn't get that tow truck. Because there are no Ubers in the area either. So, basically, uh, by the end of it, I mean, yeah, basically, it ended up being a fried engine. Uh, he found out that actually it was a, he bought the car, def- he bought the car defectively. So, even if, like, you know, it didn't break down at the cottage. It would have broken down one other point. So it's it's rough, man. <laughs> I he he ended up getting a replacement for it, which was good. That's how they should have done it. But it's it's a shame that he even got sold a faulty car. So either way, cottage was one. That's kind of the main things that went on in summer. So I just thought it'd be fun to share, especially the <laughs> fucking nice story there, man. That was probably the worst part of the cottage, but in a way the most memorable so yeah good times another couple of things i want to discuss before we head off here is i watched squid's game and man like everyone is going ape shit over it i uh i don't know whether it's good or bad um for reference i was never much of a hunger games guy i know most people love that i don't know what the fuck that girl's name was again like katniss or something so basically, the only one I I'd read the first hundred Hunger Games and I'd seen Catching Fire, and to me it just seemed like a romantic saw movie. Like you have this couple here, they're trying to like you know fall in love, do their thing, but they're just getting tortured by these fucking like huge ass I don't know executive people. I don't even know what the antagonists were thinking about it. 
But Squid's Game, I mean, it, it started out good. It, it's it's a likable enough story. You got this guy who really down on his luck, gambling for his money. Uh, you know, still smoking cigarettes despite his daughter not wanting him to. His ex, ex I think it's ex-wife, you know. Uh, his ex, her ex, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> his ex-wife and her new husband are like going to take the kid and move away. And then he's just completely down on his luck. He's like trying to steal money from his mom. And he's just, honestly, you, you come across him and you can see the desperation. But you also think the guy's a piece of shit. So, likable enough to watch. But at the same time, I don't see him as no hero. So, yeah, we end up watching the first episode there. And you know what? It's a decent one. Uh, red, red light, green light. Definitely creepy concept. I actually really like the, I'm going to really mispronounce this, but the paper tossing game. So it's called uh, Dodokshi, and basically it's it's something, you know, I, do, I would even play. It seems like a good schoolyard game. You have like a folded piece of paper, kind of like folded like, you know, those old uh, fortune teller kind of, oh, what were they called? It was the fortune teller things from back when you were a kid. And you would basically like unfold them like, you know, You'd unfold them, and then there'd be like more combinations down and down. I know it's not called a fortune teller, but it's it's something like that. Either way, it kind of looks like that, and then you got a second piece of paper that you're trying to throw down. So I guess you keep going until like someone misses or something. So that was a cool thing, and I I've never seen it here, so maybe it's like a Korean tradition or something. And then yeah, I mean overall the games are creepy, the plot is good. I mean you've got that typical mystery to it, like who's running the games and it really highlights like the desperation of everyone so it's it's a solid easy watching uh show for sure i mean i'd recommend if if you guys haven't seen it already i mean you know what for all i know you guys have all seen it because every like i think it's it's on its way to becoming the most popular show on netflix and that's even like for the record i think it's minutes watched or like unique watchers queen's gambit is like ninth Bridgerton is like first, and within a week, Squid's Game is almost on top. And you know what? I don't know if that's unheard of or not, but that's pretty fucking impressive. And if anything, I think a lot of people are more so getting into the idea of foreign cinema. Because I mean, everyone's always, you know, not everyone, but anime has had its attraction from a lot of uh, Westerners, but Squid's Game, uh, other foreign movies or TV shows aren't really as uh, appreciated, I don't think. So I think this is really going to open a lot of people's eyes to really expanding their interest past, you know, what fucking Hollywood offers, right? I mean, me, myself, I've never been huge into foreign cinema. Uh, something I always loved as a kid was Ip Man. And I mean, yeah, like Ip Man versus Mike Tyson, which is pretty cool too. So kind of that Western... Uh, I think it's, oh, it's Chinese. Uh, Wing Chun is Chinese, yeah. So Chinese versus Western conflict, which is pretty interesting. I always cheer for it, man, of course. And yeah, might open my eyes to foreign cinema a little more as well. I still need to watch uh, Old Boy, which I hear is a very good thriller movie. And I think that's also a Korean one. So I got to get on that. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For me, like, I just spoiled the end of Squid's Game for me. Uh, I have no desire to continue watching, but everyone likes it, so I would give it a watch if, you know, you know, I follow the crowd and I guess have something to talk about with most people. <laughs> and then, 
we're kind of coming to a little bit of an end here. I mean, you know what? For me, I don't think, uh, with the exception of Bill Burr's podcast, which, you know what, fucking amazing. If you haven't listened to Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, he's a famed comedian, probably one of the top 10 comedians, at least still alive. I mean, previously, he probably hits around top 20. Some people have him in his top 10, but he does a phenomenal solo podcast. He's been doing it since like 2012, 2013, I think, and he'll always give you a laugh. So shout out to the Bill Burr Monday Morning Podcast. But yeah, with the exception of that, I don't think solo podcasts are too entertaining, so I ain't going to take up an hour of your time. <laughs> so given that we're uh, in the month of October, I figured I'd give you a little bit of uh, horror movie recommendations to catch up on, at least before Halloween. We'll definitely get into a little bit more uh, when Halloween comes around, but for now, i got three for you. Right off the bat, I think we'll go from last to first. I'll go with Sinister from 2012 which is a story of a true crime author who basically there's a murder at a house. He basically moves into the house with his family to try and investigate and write the new story on that. And he basically finds a bunch of home movies, which detail the gruesome murders of what happened to that household and to that family. So it's a creepy combination of wanting to know what happened wanting to like get it for the story but at the same time it's it's so gruesome and don't get me wrong it's nothing like saw i would never watch saw so you can tell that it's nothing on that level it's not even on the level of the first saw movie which is pretty gruesome it's not that gory it's just really creepy and really uh off-putting the atmosphere is really what gets you so it's kind of it's more of a slow burner it really gets you, and they always they always find that there's like this mysterious figure in every film in a mask, and that's what really gets to him over time. So, it's it's a solid watch. I think that probably fulfills like that more so thriller, like psychological thriller type thing. Um, so I'd definitely recommend that. I think that's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. So it's it's more in that yeah like slow burner category. So I'd give it a watch. And then second runner-up here is definitely Oculus, which my second favorite horror movie of all time. It's labeled as a psychological thriller, but I think at this point most of those are inter- interchangeable. And it just really fucks with your senses. Uh, we had Ken's on the podcast at one point, and she's, the act- she's actually the one who showed it to me. She had been telling me to see it for a while, and I'd been a little scared to see it. And it pretty much centers around the story of... Uh, two kids who basically their parents go insane when they're kids. Uh, something happens and then the son goes away to like a mental institute and the girl grows up alone. So when the girl turns like I think like 25 or something, the guy gets out and the girl is determined to figure out why her father and mother acted like that because she knew them as wonderful people. And she knew there had to be some supernatural influence. So she sits there and she per- she tracks down the old mirror that they had from the house at an auction. And she takes it home and it's almost set up, not like found footage, but almost like the recording of a found footage. They basically set up the mirror, they set traps, they set like temperature, they set timers so that like they can't get tricked or whatever. Because the mirror can't, the mirror can't do anything to them. The mirror basically is just 
you know, like an object that can manipulate stuff. So throughout the whole movie, your senses are completely messed with. Your sight, your smell, your hearing. And after that, I was so hyped up on caffeine. And for the drive home, I just didn't know what was real. I was looking around the house. I was thinking like, is that is that chair there? Is that a real thing? Is that shadow actually something that's there or is it not real? Like it was something that you guys sit down there and like debrief it for like two hours. <laughs> so yeah, it was just ridiculous. And I think it's a phenomenal watch. So I give that a watch too. And then last one I have to give it to is obviously Chucky. Chucky is, you know, scared me as a kid. I was scared. I didn't even see the movie till I was in grade nine. And when I saw it in grade nine, I had to keep my lights on for like three weeks. And I had had many, many, many nightmares of it. Like, that doll never fucking dies. I've had nightmares like, you know, shooting it with a gun, throwing it in the oven, doing everything. And there's just never an end. He always keeps coming back. So, yeah, like those movies, just phenomenal. If you're more into the slow burner one, I'd watch the first one. I mean, obviously by now, you know, Chucky's a killer doll, so that's no spoiler. So if you want to jump into the second one, it kind of starts off right from the start. It's a little more fast-paced and thrilling, so. And then obviously there's, God, like six of them by now, so. <laughs> there's quite a few for you to watch if you want to give a bunch of watch for the rest of Halloween. Because, I mean, or the rest of October. Because you got probably like another like 29 days, so. You definitely fit a lot of horror movies in. So those are my three recommendations and definitely give them a watch guys. They're fantastic. Even if you're not a horror guy, they're not that gory or anything. So he should be fine. Especially Chucky. It's more of a slasher type thing. So not really on the par of the other ones. It's more so kind of funny humor. I showed my sister and she fucking laughed the entire time. Called him a midget. So a little disappointing to me, but eh, at least she didn't get scared, I suppose, even though I really want her to, but Anyways, I think that's probably going to be the end of this. Uh, thanks for sticking with me. Uh, I really appreciate it. I mean, I know I've been pretty lax with the schedule here. I've just been pretty busy. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll definitely get something out for Halloween. Uh, I should have, we, we do have another one in stock, so I'll get that out at one point. And then I believe I'm going to go down and record a couple of my uni buddies. I uh, haven't got a chance to really see them much except for once uh, during COVID. So, It'll be nice to uh, get you guys to meet them. So anyways, uh, have a good rest of the day. Uh, thanks for listening and enjoy your October, guys. I'll see you 